podcasting from Chico, California. This is the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast, where we discuss fly fishing, guiding, fishery science and management, conservation, and more. Know better. Fish better. Learn more at barbless.co. Here's your hosts, Chad Alderson and Nick Hanna. This episode of the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast is brought to you by California Trout working throughout the state to ensure we have resilient wild fish thriving in healthy waters for a better California. Support Caltrout's innovative science-based work by becoming a member or donating today at caltrout.org. Hey, welcome to another special episode of the Barbless Fly Fishing Podcast. We are on the water today with John Fischetti and Michelle Titus from Clearwater Lodge. And you guys are in Fall River, yeah? Yep, Fall yeah, River cool. Mills. So we're literally in the in a shade tree. I don't know what kind of tree this is, John. Do you know? Man of the outdoors. Like a, some kind of a willow. Yeah, and we're in the shade. There's not a lot of shade today, but we are on the water in on on the uh, the fall. And if you guys haven't been here, it's how would you guys describe this place? If, you know, just the topology of the river. Uh, fall River is in the Fall River Valley, which is a massive valley. Um. And it's one of the largest spring systems in North America. Uh, so pretty flat valley out here. The system is, I'd you know call it a, a mellow spring creek, but larger. Yeah. Um, not really many ripples. When, you know, when when someone hears spring creek, what does that mean? Like, so it's what's just a, a spring it, creek? you know. So this system is major. The majority of it's spring fed. There's one surface fed creek that feeds it. But I'd say, you know, 95% of the water that comes into here is spring water. And then, so the headwaters are coming out of the ground, basically, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Springs bubble up from anywhere yeah. and push water into the system. And there's more than one spring in the system. They're all over, right? Thousands. So yeah. the headwaters is called Thousand Springs okay. for a reason. Um, and then throughout the entire system, you stumble upon other springs that uh, just appear. But opposite ends of the system are where you've got the largest concentration of springs that pour water in yeah it, you know my first time in the valley here because we're basically you know fall river is like in this valley and it's surrounded by mountains mountain ranges 360 degrees there's you can see mountain lasson or is that shasta both uh, shasta yeah, both. and lasson from here really really well um it's a pretty wide system and slow moving like they're saying but just chock full of fish. Like, do you guys remember do like fish per mile count in here? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what UC Davis has told us. It's varied. Um, Large. You know, it's it's big. There's just Large. a ton. Like, in, if you're in a gin clear, three thousand ish, you'll see just shit tons of fish. Like, yeah. just pods and pods and pods of fish. I don't want to state the numbers, but it, and it depends on where on the system you are. Right. right. I mean, there's a lot of areas on this system to fish. Um, the fall river itself, when you're motoring up and down that, you're going to see, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of fish as you're motoring around, um, other areas, you know, you're not going to see them, but they're still there. Yeah. And, and that's one of the cool parts about this system is the fish move around this entire system. And it's not just the fall river. There's the fall river. There's you know, other spring systems that come into it, like Lava Creek and Spring Creek, which we can't fish, but they mm -hmm. do come into here. They're private. Um, 
and then you know you have other the tule, the little tule, that stuff all comes in and all of it's spring fed and there's fish that move around this entire system. Yeah, and it's a really cool it kind of reminds me of a miniature Northern California, kind of like where we live in the in, in the Chico, Calusa County, Butte County, Glen, in terms of, you know, you've got a lot of farmland that's adjacent to the water system. Okay. And so it's it's kind of like this, you know, a miniature version of that that kind of an area with the, you know, where we have the Sacramento River running through. These guys have fall. And there's like houses right on the on the shore, not a ton of them, but mostly it's just kind of like marsh looking willows and things like that and a ton of different birds. What did we see just before we hit record? It was like a what green kind of heron. Green heron. Yeah. Um and you you were saying like the birders that come up here to stay freak at the lodge just lose their him. shit. Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. freak out. Yeah, it's yeah. it's super cool. And then well, like, there's uh, white pelican right there. Yeah. We see them every day. Cormoran. Yeah. You it's get bald eagles, golden eagles. There's just this valley herons. is literally one of the most spectacular valleys anywhere I mean, yeah the views the amount the sheer amount of water out here and you can't even understand it until you you know drive a boat out here and yeah. see the you know the amount of water out here the quality of fish the size of the fish the wildlife out here the views i mean this valley is pretty spectacular and it's like any direction you look in it's kind of a painting it could mm -hmm. be a painting oh, yeah. you know that's yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're sitting, like I said, under this tree, but the, the other tree just down the way, like less than 25 yards from us, usually is home to a, some, a buck, right? You were saying? Like a bachelor group of bucks. You'll see like, you know, huge five by sixes. I mean, huge racks, mule deer. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Sometimes you'll see bear running along the yeah. levees. Um, the point is there's a lot of wildlife out here and it's mm -hmm. very diverse. Yeah, definitely let's let's talk about your your guys backgrounds we'll start start with michelle and we we talked to michelle on the pleasant at pleasanton That's is right. where we first met met you guys and and the the clearwater crew um let, for those folks that didn't listen to that episode can you kind of just give us the a background really quick sure i um i own clearwater lodge uh, purchased it in 2013 right before the fishing season started clearwater has a, a really deep long history dating back um into the 80s. Originally, Clearwater House was located um, in Castle on Hat Creek. And then in 2005, it was moved to our current location um, on the Pitt River. And uh, we operate uh, an all-inclusive fly fishing lodge um, with your meals and your beverages included, a guide staff that lives on the property. Um, we have a lot of fun. We have access to so much water and um, just really good people. I think it feels like summer camp for adults. Totally. And, and it's like the quintessential lodge too, you know, high ceiling, right. high vaulted ceilings, exposed wood, really cool history for the place. Yeah. It's at the, it's at the foot of pit one. Right. 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 And then what's the history on the building? Like how did it even exist? Cause it's quite a property. Yeah. There's it's gorgeous. How many acres is it? Well, I'm on 43 acres. Um, and it was originally built in 1921. It was completed by PG&E to house the men who built the powerhouse, uh, which yeah. is right next door. And that powerhouse was completed in 1923. And for the first 30 years, the property existed. Um, that was a manned powerhouse. And so it took a lot of um, personnel to, yeah. to run that powerhouse and maintain it. And then over the years, uh, it became um, a non physically man-powered powerhouse. It's remote controlled now, but um, 
Up until 1998, the property was owned by PG&E and used for various things, corporate retreats, um, employees. So they, converted the, they, they converted those bunkhouse lodges into an actual you know, place. Kind of a restaurant. and a and, Exactly. And then yeah. those homes, well, the homes that are on the property, we still have five of them housed um, the executives and their okay. wives and kids. Okay. So there was a school on site and warehouses. There was a swimming pool and a tennis court. You know, we're remote and you couldn't get anywhere very easily or very quickly. When um, the lodge was first constructed, there was a rag, a wagon train, essentially, um, that came along the Pitt River Canyon. Uh, automobiles were available, but not plentiful. Um, so down in the mouth of the canyon where we are, they kind of had to provide uh, the inhabitants everything from food and drink and entertainment social outlet, uh, everything. School was on site. Um, and that's kind of carried into today, too. Yeah. I mean, you can yeah. go there just and, go and stay. not le have to leave until you want to go fish. Really. In fact, our guests never get back there. in their vehicle until the day they leave. They yeah, arrive I and... I don't ever want to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, so um, Fall River is, you know, where is it in California exactly? Sure. So the actual town is Fall River Mills, and we are located about 70 miles east of Redding. So we're in the northeastern corner um, of the state of California. We are uh, referred to as the Intermountain Region because we are squished between Mount Lassen and Mount Shasta, mm -hmm. both active volcanoes. So the reason all this exists is because of the previous volcanic activity that created all the underground water sources and uh, things. So okay. the reason there's so many springs and there is so much water is, um, you know, thousands, millions of years of history. The area we're in right now um, was a former massive lake bed, which okay. is why the soil is so good and farming okay. is so plentiful here. Um, anyway, so northeastern corner of California, and even though we're talking to you today from the Fall River, um, we are located on the Pitt River, on the Pitt One Reach of the Pitt River. We are surrounded then by Hat Creek, uh, Bernie Creek. We can get to the McLeod. We can get to the Upper Sack. We can get to the Lower Sack. All so, within like an hour tops right? right. Hour well, 20. our five rivers around us or creeks are within yeah. 15 minutes. You know, everything's yeah. 15 minutes. And then the McLeod's within an hour, the Upper Sack and, and the Lower Sack are all within an hour. Yeah, so you could literally like stay three days and fish, not fish the same river twice. You could stay a month and not fish the same river twice yeah. or the same section of yeah, a river yeah, twice. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much opportunity and variety that, around us. I mean, that's, that's one of the coolest parts about this area and why we love it so much and people love coming here is you could literally in the same day, you can fish the Pitt River and the Fall River, which could not be more polar opposites right. of fishing techniques and, you know, how you're getting around. I mean, waiting on the pit is the gnarliest waiting anywhere around mm -hmm. and then you can hop in a boat and be on the most mellow river you know yeah. in california and just kick back i mean you can literally do that in the same day yeah and, and we, we do often we, and we did on that five rivers yeah i mean we do it often which is fun yeah and so you you do i was before we hit record you were, we were talking about the different kinds of packages you guys offer, like you do corporate events and sure. team building events and things like yeah, that. Yeah, we're really good at group events. We've got 23 beds, so um, meaning 23 rooms. So we can house large groups. We, um, you know, but I think couples or 
fishing buddies have just as much fun. Um, as far as packages, the one thing that we are really good at is teaching people how to fly fish. So mm -hmm. we have um, a variety of schools that we put on courses, anywhere from a two-night stay to a five-night stay. And, um, you know, start with tying knots and entomology and reading water mm -hmm. to turning you into a self-sufficient, proficient angler by the time you leave. And I think that's one of the things that our guides enjoy the most is taking beginners and turning them, you know, into people who love to fly fish and, you know, starting anglers off on, on their forever learning process. Yeah. Um, and then as far as packages, we kind of, we can be a la carte. You can stay as many nights as you want to stay. We offer guides um, that, that are in a network that have worked with us and been part of the Clearwater crew for a long, long time. Um, some people come up and want to fish on their own, especially if they've been up here year after year after year. Almost all of our guests go out with a guide for a portion of their stay. Um, and then they want to go challenge themselves and take what they've learned from us and apply it on the water. But um, we've got... And then they come back and get a guide A guide the time. next day, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> our it. guide staff's phenomenal. You know, again, going back to the Clearwater house days, um, we teach a guide school. So we... Um, have a one week long course each season at the beginning of the season where we teach men and women to go out and become guides. Um, that's kind of our, uh, you know, triple A team, uh, up and comers. So, yeah. um, we know that once you've made it through our guide school, you can go and fish anywhere in the world because of all the technical skills you pick up from the variety of water that we're on. And boats are a big part of your, your guys program too, you know, so right. boat, just up boat operating boats correctly and all right. that stuff. So. We you learn how to row, you're on the sack, you learn yeah. how to be out here on these still waters with John boats and motor boats. Um, and you guys were um when we were when we were motoring up, we were talking about um regulations and stuff. I wanna mm -hmm. like switch over to that because it's yeah. an important thing and especially California, you know, they're they're going through the process right now. The uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife's going through the process of like Basically, you know, re-engineering the regs with the intent to, you know, drive more sale, you know, more more licensed sales and get more people involved in fit and angling in general. Um, they're kind of like, can you guys talk about the policy, the what the current policy is in terms of regulations in this this particular water system, uh, what their proposed changes are, and where your guys' thoughts are on on the proposed changes vis-a-vis -vis how it how the, the the reality on the ground or what you guys are seeing sure. um, and whether or not that makes sense. I mean, I'll start and then John can chime in from cool. a, a guide and um, uh, maybe a little deeper knowledge aspect. Again, because of the waterways we're surrounded by, we are um, primarily on trout water. And so that is regulated by a set period of time where you can fish on, you know, all but two bodies of water up here. So our streams are regulated last Saturday in April through November 15th. Um, as far as just access and fishing, a lot of them already have fairly restrictive regulations, be, meaning um, barbless and artificial. So there are two places in this entire region I think you can fish with bait um, or, you know, non-barbless, non-artificial uh, methods. Um, so we we are we benefit from that, and then a couple of our rivers have um, slot limits, maximum size and minimum size for takes. But 
the primary take would be two, say on Hat Creek and here on most of this Fall River section. I'll let John chime in on um, on the whys and the wherefores around that. But what we we are encouraging and where we have worked with um, both UC Davis and Department of uh, Fish and Wildlife is recognizing this Fall River system that we're on as one contiguous um, system of water. So regulations right now uh, more or less cut in in half. And there are certain regulations on one part of the water and then different, more lenient regulations on another, although those fish share all that water. So they migrate. They migrate throughout the entire system. But, you know, let's say random, it's that downed bridge is the line and the fish goes across it. And if he, any size at that point could be taken um, versus on this side, he has to be under 16 inches to be taken. So um, it's it's been an interesting process and a lot of research. Our hats off to both California Trout and UC Davis for all the man, lots of hands-on, lots of studies. Um, there's a tagging program for mm-hmm. fish here in the Fall River system. And that's that coming up, right? It will. They, it occurs twice a year. So the week before the season starts, and then the week after the season starts, they tag okay. and they tag in two different sections. So an upper river section and a lower river section and are they each doing season. Radio tags? They do yes, radio little pit tags, and so okay. there are a number of arrays throughout the system that, as the okay. fish swim through, they can get a count um, and an identifier. And then also um, we have wands, individual wands that when you catch fish, you can run it over. You just hit them in the head with it? Cap- no, it just, oh. it, it's a, it's a, you press a button and it's float like it over and it reads, scan. it scans it. It's yeah. basically, then, basically what the tag is, is it's like, a, like what's in your dog. It's a transponder. Right. Right. You know, it, ge- it gives you a, a number when you put the scanner over it like you would with a dog. And then we journal that, we take a picture, we upload the picture to UC Davis and they capture all that data. And they've got, you know, at least five, probably more years of, um, maybe it's nine or ten now, showing um, how quickly fish move through this mm-hmm. system. Is that it they days can, or weeks? or? Oh, they days. can be from down here on the farthest part of the system out in Big Lake to the Thousand Springs in a couple days. How many miles roughly? That's, I'd say, 20... So they're, they're five miles I mean, from out at Big Lake, maybe more, yeah, and, uh, a little and more. But North Steelhead episodes now that does basically the, any any kind of like salmonid or salmonite. I can't say it, but any of those any trout like species, they move and they move fast. Oh yeah, I mean if they want to get up there, they're going to get yeah. up there. So on that note, right. you know that's kind of what yeah. all this is. You know, we're talking about here is these fish move around this whole entire system. It's all interconnected. Yeah. Big yeah. Lake, this little Thule, yeah. the you know, the Upper Fall River, the Thule River, um, Lava Creek. I mean, this whole system is interconnected, and these fish use it. And the only place that we're protecting them, you know, right now, is the Upper Fall River. Yeah, and then you were you were telling you were trying to explain to me like. The length of the fish, like the first 12 inches of the fish, oh. it's like an inch a uh, yeah, three, so three inches a year or something like that. And then once it hits 12, it slows down. Can you talk about that and then how it relates back to this regulation? Yeah. So the, the regulation, I guess. you and and like I said earlier, you know, Carson has the exact data. And, and talking um, about Carson Jeffers. Yeah. And, but I'm going to try and just regurgitate his knowledge right now. Yeah. Um, 
he they said that the, these fall river fish grow somewhere between uh, around three inches a year until they get up to 12 inches. Once they reach 12 inches, they're sexually mature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they have something else on their mind, they're not eating as much. So, yeah. um, like, like, kids, like all basically. of us, like, yeah. <laughs> you hit 18 years old and you're kind of maxed start, out. Yeah, you start thinking about like, women. and Yeah, start a yeah, family at 18. Yeah. Right, perfect. Um, so then after that, their growth rate is somewhere around an inch to an inch and a half a year. So we're talking, you know, these fish that we're catching that are really big fish, like the one Michelle caught earlier today, which was was 24, 25 inches. And we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you guys a a little preview of of that later. Biggest fish I've seen caught personally in, in this system. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest rainbows, you know, that you're going to see anywhere in California. It was really cool to see. Yeah. Anyway, um, we anyways, well, um, so a fish so, like but, that, but a fish yeah, like that is fish. somewhere between 10 to 13 years old. Yeah. That's crazy. And if I it's mean, cruising and goes past the, uh, the, DMZ, the imaginary oh, freaking line, will, right. Bonk him on the head. Some, some guy could pop it with a worm and take that breed right so this so the bummer about that and the sad part about that is you know those fish are taking that long to get to that size and those are the fish obviously that we want to be reproducing those are the genes we want in this gene pool and if people are pulling those things out that i mean we're losing that in our gene pool and you can't do that on the upper fall river so there's a, there's, it's under 14 inches, two fish under 14 inches. Once you get past that little imaginary line and you're anywhere else out in this entire system, which is actually probably, you know, 85% of the system is not that portion of the yeah. upper fall river, you know, water wise out here, people can kill those fish. And yeah. it's just a bummer. I mean, we don't have many self-sustaining, you know, wild populations of fish uh left anywhere why not protect this one yeah and i think one saving grace thankfully is there's not a ton of access on this river yeah, right you you need a boat a mm-hmm. and then you get a launch b yeah and there's just not a lot of private or you know public launches no and it does it does help us a lot yeah so but there is a barrier to enter unfortunately the the locals and i'm not yeah. you know th- they're the ones that are out here you know that are coming out and and killing the fish you know Ironically. it's not people that come in from out of here people that come in from from out of the area are you know most likely coming and taking a guide or yeah. staying at one of the places on the upper fall river and and they're, you know, catch and release. Uh, has there been any like local um, outreach on, in, in awareness? Well, like, we have the Fall River Conservancy. The okay. And they definitely try to okay. protect the system, but it's it's kind of stayed on that upper Fall River reach. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It hasn't gone down to the rest of the system. And, but do they understand like the, the migratory nature of these fish? I don't believe so. You know, well, and that's locals don't, and the right. conservancy well, I mean, I'm does. The conservancy. Yeah, no, the do conservancy they? does for yeah. sure. Yes. Um, yeah. but but maybe not. They don't. Uh, they are not out fishing it as often. Maybe they right. don't see what we see um, as often. And again, the the beauty of what's going on here, and with this delay in the fishing game regulation um, 
situation is allowing for that data to be collected. And, yeah. you know, they're listening to what UC Davis has put together. They're listening to guides. They're listening yeah. to all the various stakeholders. Um, and it's not just this body of water. There are a lot of bodies of water where uh, none of us want to limit people coming out and fishing and having a great time. No. But as John said, this is a, this is a self-sustaining wild trout system. They don't plant here. We don't stock fish. The fish that are here need to be born here, need to be allowed to grow and thrive. And um, and they've evolved here. I mean, we have two distinct yeah. strains of fish that live in this system. Yeah, the, that one with the uh, orange speckles. Well, that thing's pretty cool. Um, I mean, basically, what and, and once again, if you really want the information off of this, please talk to Carson because I'm just kind of saying what he said but basically we have two strains there's one that's an ad it has an anadromous gene in it which it would have been a steelhead strain that would have mm -hmm. come up in here to spawn all the way up in bear creek which and is probably amazing they, they put shasta up or something right and, and so they got system. stuck up in here um and then there's another strain that lived in here if you looked at the two fish you can't tell them apart we're talking this is on the genetic level you know mm -hmm. where where they've noticed that difference um but i mean we have these these fish are special yeah, let's special. just you know leave it at that i mean i know a lot of people that have, let's take val atkinson for example the guy's fished every single place that you can fish in the entire universe and he thinks this place is the most special place in the world and comes back here to fish for these fish and thinks they're the most special fish ever and I agree. I mean, you saw it today. And yeah. that's not to discount the fish, especially the, the wild trout that we have in the Pitt River system and in the Hat Creek system. Um, we, we are super lucky to have access to a lot of wild fish and wild fish populations, but nothing is like this. The, these nothing fish are special. Like this, this. this valley special. I mean... And you, you, you talked about public or awareness and local awareness. Um, one of the great things that Caltrout started doing a number of years ago and in conjunction with the Conservancy was approaching farmers. So we're on a non-farmed section right here, but um, the ranchers and the farmers who whose property lines um, come up to the banks of the river and uh, we have successfully fenced um, off all the grazing area so that cattle are no longer just at will coming down into the banks and creating lots of bank erosion and holes. Um, and so the local ranchers were very um, understanding about that and, and worked with local groups to go ahead and put up fencing, just allow for certain openings that are identifiable. Cows come in, they drink in one area and go back out. Um, there have been locals, and there are locals, who, who love this valley and love this river and have worked very, very hard to implement change that allow for um, less bank erosion and, yeah. and degradation. And that, you know, again, hats off to Caltrout, hats off to the Fall River Conservancy um, for, for taking the lead. Um, yeah, that's cool. Well, John, what's your background? My background? Uh, I'm John. I like to fish. Sagittarius. And uh, that's it. No, just kidding. <laughs> that was for fuzz. Um, I, um, I've been fly fishing, I I'd say, pretty much, you know, most of my life. Um, my my pops got me into it, Daddy-O. 
um, we we used to fish um, Pescadero Creek in the Bay Area for steelhead, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when I kind of got old enough, he started taking me up to the, the Trinity. And I've been fishing there, you know, pr- pr- since I can remember. I mean, we're talking 25 years, you know, on that river. And kind of started off, you know, like most people with a little flying bubble and threw it out there with pops and probably really didn't catch anything and saw him, you know, doing it fly fishing and catching fish. And I was like, I got to do it that way, you know, and I'd say, you know, 15 years old, 13 years old, somewhere in there probably started to attempt to fly fish and never really looked back. And, and then, um, when I was out of high school, um, decided I was, you know, did a little college, decided to move out of the Bay and knew people that were working at Orvis. And somebody was like, go, you know, work at the new Orvis Roseville, went and worked there, got a job there. They asked me to, uh, go be the fishing manager of the Reno store and went and did that. And when I did that, I started teaching schools for Orvis and for, uh, the Department of Wildlife in Nevada. And I was oh, like, wow. mm, this is kind of cool, you know, teaching people how to fish, taking them out on the water. And that kind of sparked my interest a little in guiding. At first, I always thought I didn't want to do it because I didn't want it to ruin, you know, fly fishing for me. Yeah, I didn't want it to be like, it that's job. my job, you know, yeah. and then I don't want to go fish. But it definitely didn't do that. That's all <laughs> I freaking do is fish <laughs> or guide or whatever, guide you know. Fishing, right? Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, every day. I, I think that's pretty pretty standard amongst most guides on their days off. Yeah, you I know, mean, they'll, that's they'll, this they is have a family. They'll do the family stuff, but there's if they're not doing that, they're more than likely on the water somewhere. Yeah, I mean, fishing is definitely my life. Yeah. So when I was working at Orbis, um, at that point, the the lodge used to be Orbis endorsed. This was before Michelle owned the lodge, and so I got in contact with the old owner of the lodge, and you know, was just trying to set something up with our, you know, my people from Orvis coming here and, you know, basically was just trying to get myself a, a free hosted trip out of the deal. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, yeah, come check it out. You know, I ended up going through the guide school and he asked me to stay on and I have been here ever since. And, okay. Okay. And I was wondering how you guys, okay. That's so he, how he I was inherited basically. Okay. Yes. It, I had okay. a, a really large number of uh, fantastic guides that I inherited when I bought the lodge. Um, And some of them just via attrition have either moved on or retired. Um, But again, that guide school each year is a, is a pool of new young people who have come on. You know, John went from being one of the, you know, shortest tenured guides that I had at three or four years to, you know, seven years later. Now he's at 11, 12 years at, at the lodge. Um, And, yeah, you know, I look at, well, Andrew and Colton and Brooks, and they're now four or five-year guides. Um, you know, and I hired them, one of them wasn't even 21 years old yet when they started, or they don't work for me, technically. They're not my employees. They are independent contractors. Well, but you have all those 12-year-olds in the back making dough, too, so. <laughs> yeah. Cheap labor. Yeah, yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, on that note, this woman right here is the best thing that ever happened to the lodge, um, by far. We're all very stoked that she's here. 
when it's, it's made a family, it, it's made it fun. You know, we love a it. Family of guides, they take responsibility for the fly shop, for our waders and the boots, for launching boats, for cleaning boats, for fixing boats, um, for breaking boats. They break things a lot. Um, but this, you know, and John has been kind of my go-to guide from the day I first moved here. He was the first guide that showed up. He was the first guide that kind of told me how this process worked. I had no idea. And, um, you know, he's, he hasn't given up on me and he hasn't given up on the lodge. And I rely cool. on him a lot. We definitely have some history for sure. Yeah. She's definitely been a mom to me. That's pretty cool. Lodge mama. Yeah. Things could have gone in another direction, but luckily she's cool. Well, um, since Michelle caught the biggest fish today and the day's only half over. You want to redeem yourself? I'm going to try. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen, but you guys going to That's going to be a tough one. To, let's go fish. To, Should we go fish somewhere? Let's do it. Cool. All right. Well, we found a spot. Um in the fall river system not going to say where obviously but uh we, we're up next to one of the other Clearwater guides colton what's up colton what up? we have bill and him, mike but... and we're uh, guests are here. gonna rip some toads right john yeah you guarantee it right oh always i always yeah. guarantee my or clients it's money back yeah money back guarantee from from john yep it's it. not the clear water policy. It's just out of his own pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk about the, the leader setup here, bub. Cause I'm, well, let's do rod and line first and then get to the leader. Uh, rod and line on the upper fall or fall system in general is usually a four or a five weight. Mm -hmm. Um, when we're fishing bobbers, uh, it's going to be just a floating line. Nothing, you know, too crazy. Do you overline your rods or no? No, no, not out here. Casting okay. is not really a premium out here. Um, you know, being able to feed line and get good drifts is a lot more important okay. than... Um, Thanks for casting this out here there for me. Too. Yeah, for oh, sure. I'm getting a bite already. And you missed it? Well, I was... You know, there, there. Oh, he's on. Literally first cast. Boom. <laughs> nice. Nice fish, Chad. <laughs> Look, you guys are our good luck charms. That's entertainment. So go. that fly, I'm definitely not saying what that is. Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. people. That's <laughs> it's the a, it's a pegged that is a $500 question, and that'll is what'll get nice you fish too. Oh, yeah. Come on, dude. That fly. That's probably what 17 inches. It's bigger than that. Bigger. You're so funny that you always try to guess while he's in the water. Yeah, I know. Don't break him off. Dude. Don't break him running. off. He's running. Don't I'm break him off. Go to the back of the boat. No. Keep no, him no, over here. All right. Anchors are in the back Whoa, of the boat. So a donkey just jumped over there, too. Do you guys see that? That's yours, Bill. Get that one. We're going to have a double-double. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah, it's about oh, that size. I thought, I thought it was bigger when it was first out there. That's what she said, right? Yeah, I was going to say that, but it's a family show, so I oh, didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not sure when you've ever held that. We're still trying to get this thing to the net. Come on, uh, dude. It's a Cooperate. good fish. It's a good fish. It's a good fish. Okay. So this is the good right. okay. about Heads up. The there we go. Got him? Got him. These fish are healthy. Nice. Ooh. Fish. He went after the uh, wow. 
The that, fly. That big 32 millimeter pegged bead. The fly. The golf ball. So look at the difference in color in this fish. <sighs> what are you trying to say, Michelle? That yours is better? No. I just, it's. I think that's what she was saying. I, they are. Yeah, that's what no, they're all really the beautiful. Lines. They just have gorgeous yeah. color. This one's a little more silver, but he's got that deep. Should we get a quick, quick photo, John? You want to hold yeah. him up and I'll, I'll pop it really quick? Yes, sir. So uh, that's how it's done. Oh, yeah, like uh, two seconds of getting here. Nice. Okay, cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I didn't even, show off I literally didn't even have Michelle's rod yeah. condom off of her rod yet. And, you know, this podcast is just a, you know, action sports version. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> See if we can do that again. Shouldn't take long. Put it right in the same to, uh, exact get spot. Get on our water. Would you like us to move now? See high holding us. Anyway, where? So we were talking about something. Line and line and lines. Not really that important. Um, I mean, it's basically like any four to five way with a floating line. Yeah. Okay, so um, you know we're using light tippet out here, so that's why even though you're you have shots at you know some of the biggest rainbow that you're ever going to see, um, you know you don't want to be using a heavy rod because um, because we're using light tippet, so you want to mm -hmm. protect that light tippet. You know, so mm -hmm. four weights actually you know are going to protect that tippet a lot better, um, and because there's not that much importance on being able to cast super far. It's really not that big of a deal. And um, Hal Jansen swears by light tippet, light rods. Well, yeah, I fish. mean, you know, you, it, it, you, yes. On for still sure. water. For sure. I mean, if you have a heavy rod with light tippet, you're going to break them off. If you are using... Um, a lighter rod on lighter tippet, it's going to protect it better. Mm -hmm. um, but then we get into, you know, sinking lines. And it, it just depends on where you are on this system for, you know, what type line you want, what sink rate you want. Uh, Michelle's, Michelle's on. on. Um, get it, 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 get it. She's got it. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. Those are big head shakes. Whoa. Yeah. See it? <laughs> I think if it was the tail I saw. It's Michelle Day. He's going to run. No, he's not running yet. Just don't step on your line. Oh, oh yeah. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Holy Dude, shit. Dude, it's way bigger than I thought it was. That's uh, easy, 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 easy. Okay, she's officially caught like 72 inches of fish today. In two fish. In two fish. Oh my god. Holy fuck. Holy smoke. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Absolute donkey. Oh my god. That's as big as my last one. Yeah. It might be the same that's, fish. That's like I think that fish just swam out. Dude, this one's fatter though. Holy cow. Hmm. Nice fish, Michelle. It's my day. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so basically those are the two biggest fish I've, I've seen caught on the fall since I've been on the fall. This is definitely All right, Titus, you're done.
No. Hang it up. Hey, hey, hey. That Just hang on for me for a sec. Um, that fish, I will tell you what it ate. Because it is one of my favorite flies on the Fall River system. The old black two-bit hooker. Oops. That he was on the two-bit? It's on the two-bitty. My phone. Jesus. Holy crap, that's a big fish. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. This Can you hold I this net for a sec, Michelle? shooting like yeah. a lot of video. Because I can't really Don't let him come out. Don't let him come well, out. Other than it looks like a, Don't worry about it. It looks like a valley come steelhead to me. Come on, come on, come on. Get him in the water. This water we got to have. But a little bit fatter. Okay. We're going to get photos. Don't worry about that. Hold on. Beautiful fish. Rods. Don't worry. Hi. Hi, baby. I got to get my hemos. He's big. Come on. So he's obviously, he's in the net still under the water. They're trying to get the... The flies just kind of buried in there. Buried, yeah. And we want to keep them moving, keep water going through them. Do you know how much shit I'm going to give Colton tonight? <laughs> and the guests that are with him were some of my favorite people. And we came in and just poached their fish. You told me to come in. No, it's just buried. It's fine. That's a she. That's a big girl. That's a big girl. I caught a big boyfriend earlier. Mm-hmm. These two would make quite a pair. These are the two we want mating. The two fish we caught. Alright, sweetheart. Is he me. all... No, no, no. He's buried Hog in the top tied. of the tail. He's not cooperating. Do you want me to hold it? The fish? It's out. It's out. It's out. Just hold that net. There we go. Oh, Chad's on. Chad, who's going to take pictures of my big fish? Oh, I'll have this one landed quick now. I don't know. I, oh, I'm not even trying to call size of fish anymore because the ones I think are big aren't big, and the ones that I think are okay. average size are donkeys. Just a little bit. We are. Michelle, will you move your rod out of here and reel that up for a sec? This fish that Michelle just landed is... I'm slapping the arbor to pick up a bunch of lines at my feet. That's what it sounds like. The fish is not running, though. There we go. Now he's on the reel. A fish that Michelle just landed... Seems like it, but... Well, there's going to be two in the net. This fish is 23 inches that Michelle just landed. And he's fat. She. She's fat. 23 on the dot. Do you want to, um, do you want to hold her for a shot? No, we're going to land his real quick. That's a nice fish. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, it's a nice fish. Don't reel up too much. Yeah, I'm just, just before the knot. Yeah, yeah that 20. little guy. Did little, you say it's little? I wouldn't worry about that little guy. <laughs> nice fish. Oh, it's pretty. It's not that Once small. Once again, Michelle's fish inches. could probably eat yours. Oh, it dwarfs it, but <laughs> still 20. Oh, oh, what's up, what's up? Ready? <laughs> That's a nice fish. There you go. Get his head way up. Holy wow. smoke. 
Okay, that's a net of fish. That's not a small fish, yeah. Did, did, were you able to get that first one unhooked? Yeah. Cool. Um, by the way, that fish ate a two-bit hooker too. Um, yours is, they're about the same length. Yours is maybe 22, Chad, but skinny little. Chad, I'm gonna get rid of yours. You can get a photo of it real quick. But... We got video. We're good. Okay. Boom. She needs uh, a photo and to get out of here. And she has been in the water the whole time. This water's a little warm. It feels like so. It's, it's cold underneath. Um, Chad, will you get on the other side? Yep. And I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to try and get a one-hander out of this. It's fine. It can float. I feel like I'm going to break this chair. Yeah, it's going to break. It's going to break soon. Jeez, Michelle, I'm so jealous. Okay, one-hander. Three, three fish in five minutes or so. I gotta put um, new bottom flies on both of yours. They're broke? Yeah. Probably in the net when they're thrashing around like right, that, they'll break right. off the bottom flies. So, that, uh, your fish ate a two bit hooker too, Chad. Interesting. Mm hmm. So, yeah, everything on me is gone. No, you still got one. Do you guys, do you guys want back in here, Colty? Are you sure? All right. You're very, very generous. That was ridiculous what we just did. <laughs> did you in here? Yeah. Nice. That fish was 23. But Michelle just landed. Chad's was 22. Chad got a good fish. Mm -hmm. Skinny little guy. Yeah, anemic even. Stop it. It was hot. That fish was hot. Yeah, we had one rip. Yeah, I mean, that fish was hot. Yeah. So, um, I was reading this study and like how I released that fish right there. Mm -hmm. How I kind of did the little tuna drop yeah i saw that into the water so yeah. i read this study and a lot of us have learned this way of kind of swishing fish back and forth in the water 
to yep. release them and to yes. revive them. And I heard that it's actually a really bad thing because you are swishing water backwards through the back of their gills, yeah, which is really bad for them. Um, so what I read was, um, you know, what you should do. And they did this, they did this study on like a bunch of different species of fish is just dropping them kind of down in the water, you know, not forcefully, but dropping them in the water, um, will, uh, give them kind of a burst of oxygen and a burst of energy and, and, also and gets cold. them going. It's colder and they send them down well, cold. it's colder down yeah. beneath, but punch that top even down. in water that that's not the case, you know, super yeah. cold water, just dropping them in like that gives them a burst of oxygen over their gills and, you know, gets them going and kind of wakes them up too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I kind of dropped that guy in there forcefully girl big hen nice fish though Isn't yeah i mean amazing that there are that many beautiful fish it's, it's a factory here yeah. basically this is why we love this system if i can find my tippet we'll uh okay let's in. try and let's talk the leader formula Okay, and so see if we if we don't get interrupted by you know the inconvenience <laughs> of a fish. Yeah. So, um, when I am fishing a bobber, um, which we're doing today, which we're doing today, and it's quite effective. And yes, it's a bobber, not a strike indicator okay. or a <laughs> suspension device. It looks like a jadicator to me. Oh yeah, that's all I use, by the way, Jason Cockrum. Um, Thanks, Jason. Yeah, rule. I literally do not use anything else besides those. They're the best things on the market, best things made. Um, so, Jadicator to, you know, fit the weight that I am using to hold it up. Obviously the smallest possible. Um, and then I usually start off with 5X tippet out here pretty much everywhere on the system. To the fly. To my flies. Okay, so let's back up. I don't use a tapered leader when I'm nymphing um, and using a bobber. So I use a chunk of like 25 pound up top that the, the bobber is going to be to the fly so line. So nail knot or, or loop no, to loop? No, no, loop to loop. Okay. Um, that the bobber, Michelle, let's put that out there. So another, that, that section, um, that, that butt section. Couple feet, and you're going to just roll past that thing. And it's, that butt that section is what, what your there. bobber flies up and it slides up and down on, and then you put tension on it with a toothpick to hold it in the spot, right? Correct. Okay. So that heavy stuff, you know, is 25 pound, and... You know, most of the time I'm just going a couple feet because it's mm -hmm. not like I need a bunch of adjustability out mm -hmm. here in this system. You know, we're, we're fishing kind of a, a certain depth most of the day. Mm -hmm. um, so that's up top, swivel underneath it. Um, and then sh from the swivel, I'm going to drop straight 5X or 6x down the entire way oh wow okay so the I've reason that like the re i've seen guys run 10 pound from the swivel down to a tippet ring and then do their 5x or whatever so we're, terminal we stuff's are be. on 
a spring system here. Okay. Right? Yeah. This is clear, calm, slow moving water. Yeah. If I have that heavy stuff, I'm kind of, you know, eliminating right. the whole point of why I'm doing a right. straight drop system underneath my bobber. Right. I want that to be able to cut through the water for one. And two, I don't want it to be visible at all. Yeah. Okay. That right. So sense. I'm running straight five or six X underneath my bobber. And like I said, I start off with five and then if I can't get fish to eat it, I'm going to go down to six. Okay. Um, how long will you wait before you switch to switch that? To I don't know. It's just, that's kind of just Judgment a call. feel thing. Yeah. You know, if I feel like it's, um, you know, if it's because the fish are being spooky and being tough, then I'm going to go down to 6X. Yeah. If I feel like maybe it's, you know, not to be mean, but the anglers aren't getting it done, you know, I'm not going to switch up to that necessarily. Because it's never the guide's fault, right? It's always the guide's fault. But, I mean, if I'm feeling like, you know, people aren't getting it done, then we're just right. going to stay with that. You know, it's not necessarily the tippet that's making that happen and also you know i may stay with 5x longer if i have people that aren't as experienced um you know because they're probably just going to break them off on that 6x anyways right even yeah. if it's smaller fish i'd rather have people at least land a fish or so rather than breaking them all off all day so that is kind of the the basic bobber rig um Dry flies, I'm just using a tapered, you know, um, nine foot 5X leader usually. And then um, I'm going to put another, you know, 18 inches, two feet of um, five or 6X tippet. Usually 6X on dry flies because these fish out here are pretty spooky mm -hmm. when it comes to dry fly fishing. So. I'm gonna go with a little lighter stuff. And I do like a longer leader out here when I'm fishing dry flies because they're super spooky fish. They're rolling all, up, mm -hmm. all yeah. over right now. Smaller yeah, we'll guys. scoot in there a little. The big boys seem to still be in the bottom, huh? We'll scoot in there a little further. I feel bad for Colty. He tells us to come in here and then we just throw him rope on. <laughs> just push him out. And they left. They left us. All right, Chad, you're ready. Okay. All right, Michelle. Don't catch anything for a minute, okay? <laughs> All right, so. All right, I'll give you a chance to catch up. Go get it. Switch rods, right? Mm -hmm. So. Remember, like we used out a pyramid? Mm hmm. So, two hands on the rod. Oh, to, to cast it? Yeah. Right. See if we can avoid that turd. You know, get yeah, two hands to. on there. Okay. And then you can. Really whack it. There really we put go. it out there. Oh, no wonder. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, sinking line, that is going to depend on where exactly where I'm fishing, what sinking line I'm using. You know, the sink rate and the... Then you're talking for streamers. There, there, there. That was you. I, that, I dragged, no, 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 yeah. that was a fish. That was a fish? Yep. Oh. So sometimes when you move it, uh, they're gonna eat it. Okay. But when like move that bobber right now, hit that. Yeah. Okay. That was that was something. A, yeah, Michelle. Michelle's on. on. Yep, I'm off. On again. Wasn't on fast enough. There, oh, Chad. Yep, yep, yep. I see him. I was looking over at Michelle and just caught her at the corner. 
I'll give it a little, yep, little give lift. Give it a little lift. Yeah. So if Let's if if you lift and that bobber stays underwater hit it. or goes underwater, hit it. Okay. Um, because usually that bobber is not going to be pulled underwater, like and stay under, just by doing that yeah. lift. Um, all right. So back to sinking lines. Uh, most of the time, I'm just going to use an eye line, but it's an intermediate line you're right, talking about. Yeah. A clear intermediate line, um, but there is a few holes and a few spots where I may go to like a type three line, uh, which means, you know, three inches per second of sink in still water. Um, and then, you know, my, my leader on that's going to vary for where I am on the system. If, um, if I'm fishing to spookier fish in clearer water, or calmer water, um, I may, you know, use a 12-foot leader and go down to, you know, 5X. Okay. Even, you know, stripping stuff. Um, if it's water that's not as clear and I'm feeling like it's an area where the fish aren't as spooky, I might have, you know, just four or five feet uh, so that those flies will stay down and um, maybe like 4X. But... You know, the majority of the fish that I catch out here are under the bobber, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, but um, it's effective. Do you personally throw a lot of streamers out here when you're fishing or not? When you, no. No. I don't. I mean, I'll throw them around a little bit, but a lot of this water um, is pretty clear and the fish are spooky. I mean, on the Upper Fall River... You know, swinging little leeches and little nymphs yeah. is definitely effective. I just find it a little boring on that part of the river. You're kind of a little more active when you're fishing the bobber, as weird as that sounds. You know, most people think it's kind of a, a boring thing to do, but you're definitely more active and having to feed line and control your drift. Right. Um, stripping streamers around, just sitting there in the boat you know, over and over and over again in the same spot. gets a little boring to me. All right. Who's up? We both had a shot. Yeah, you <clears throat> Did you check your flies, Michelle? <laughs> Do it in a minute. What's the Fall River twitch? Hmm. <laughs> Fall River Twitch is just basically that feeding of line um, or um, when they're swinging flies is, you know, casting it out, feeding a little line out and then just stripping it back in and twitching it back in. Um, you'd probably have to I got ask. so much salad on my rig. I just saw the twitch there. or the bump is, you know, when you're in that upper part of the river and there's the current. You want that fly to get away from you? Yeah, but the old timers call the twitch when they're using the their eye lines. Ooh, you got a good tangle on here, Michelle. Oh, turn the recorder off. Mm -mm. Recorder staying on for that one. Mm -hmm. Good try.
You'd have to ask one of the old timers, really, about the Fall River Twitch and where that came from because they started it. But it's but, you know because I thought they were like skating flies down downstream. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, okay. You know the Fall River Twitch is basically for the old timers around here. You know they they use primarily sinking lines on the upper fall river and they're casting it out kind of you know 45 swinging it across yeah, and then just twitching it back in right okay. and twitching it back in um and and they develop that technique you know on on the upper fall river it's a little odd the fish are kind of spooky and the primary way to fish it is getting in a john boat anchoring up kind of perpendicular to the river find a pot of fish and then you feed your flies down to them right right and then you're gonna pull anchors bump down a little bit and feed your flies down to them you know because there's huge pods of fish that you can find mm -hmm. on that part of the system um we uh the young, I guess, punk whippersnapper. No, you're the young bucks. Around here. Uh, we have some... Young some guns. New, we got some new techniques that we, we like to pull out of our our bag every once in a while. That have been effective for you guys. That have been super effective. It annoys the old schoolers. <laughs> change is uh, change. Some people like it, some don't. Since our first class of... Um, guides in 2013 I refer to them as the young guns yeah I ain't so young anymore these kids can actually be my kids we were talking about it the other night with Colton and um, Haley that's scary right like they could be my children well, if you had them at 16. Well, okay, people don't have 13. kids at 16. All the time. I mean, people have kids at 16 all the time. Chad, mm. see this opening right here? Yeah. Put it in there. Oh, did you see that? The <laughs> minute you looked away? You, I didn't. I, I looked back and my bobber was down <laughs> like 12 foot. Yeah. Okay, so down, right, straight right out here. that way? Yeah. Okay. You're 11 o'clock. Did you see that, Michelle? Yes, it always happens. The minute you look away. Oh, absolutely. Covered in turds? They're not going to come. Are you, are you clean? He's clean. Uh, I don't think there was any Mr. No. Hankies on there. Okay. You were good. Looked all right. We'll find Be out. ready right there. Okay. Thank you. Go guide. What's your favorite system to guide around here? Uh, I, I, d I definitely do not have a favorite. Um, they all have things that I enjoy. And they all have times of year and times of day. And, you know, I mean, that's like we talked about earlier. That's the amazing part about up here. Depending on what time of day you're fishing, depending on what the weather is, depending on, you know, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, it, it, it. let's say, okay, you want to know where I would go fish on my day off, right? My favorite piece of water. I, I don't, I can't tell you, you know, it's it's going to depend on what mood I'm in. Yeah. Do I yeah. feel like going and getting after it on the pit river? 
you know, and wading hard and getting after it and staying cool on a hot ass day, I'm going to go down to the pit and wet wade, you know, in the middle of summer. Yeah. Get, go get after it. Do I feel like, you know, did I drink the night before and I feel like being lazy and just sitting in a boat all day and doing nothing? I'm going to come out here to the Fall River and, you know, not have to do much. Do I, if I want to go throw dries, I'm probably going to go to Hat Creek, you know? Yeah. It, it totally depends. And I, I can't, I really don't have a favorite. I mean, they're all really amazing fisheries. If I want to go chase some, you know, big browns, I'm going to go over to the McLeod. So... I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what my favorite is. I would say in the middle of summer, I'd prefer... We got some stuff on your fly, Michelle. Didn't uh, hold my thing either. You know, in the middle of summer, I'd say I enjoy being on the Pitt River as well. Just because you can stay cool and wade and, mm -hmm. you know, swim across and hit every little piece of water that you could possibly want to hit. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I always have a hard time answering that question. I understand. It's a great I problem mean, to have. You know, there, I it, feel it, the same way about our local waters where I live. It, it, it literally you don't have a bad water or a bad choice on you know what mood I'm yeah. in. Yeah. And yeah. then on that same note, you know, when we're when I'm guiding, that's the amazing part about our area. If people want to wade, we have places they can go wade. If people want to be in a boat or have to be in a boat, we have places that people can do that. If, you know, people want to go throw dries, they can go through, you know, if they're total beginners and they've never had a fly rod in their hand, we have places that have, you know, stock fish in them that's going to provide feedback and they're going to learn how to set the hook and they're going to learn how to fight fish and they're going to learn stuff rather than just going out and hooking one fish in a day right so we kind of have you know all of that stuff it's nice to guide too because we have all those opportunities but i don't know i mean i i i guess if i had to pick i would say here i love this valley yeah, it's a pretty special place. Man. You know, and it has a lot of, even within this system, there is a lot of diversity, right? I mean, it's not just all one type of fishing or all one look out here. There is, there is a good amount of diversity out in this Fall River system. So, that's pretty cool. You, I just got it. Uh -oh. It's not going to come off, is it? It won't come off. Um... So is a lake in the middle of a turnover? What's what's going on with it? This? Yeah. This is an algae bloom. Okay. And um, gets thick in here when there's no wind, but the algae blooms and it's warm and there isn't wind to move it around. Some of the areas out here can be good for fishing because fish don't see you. Yeah. They're not spooked. So. The places out here where there is a big algae bloom, they'll still fish good. You want to fish it, John? Sure, I'll throw a couple out there. My toe hurts, by the way. 
Now, catch a big fish, it'll feel all better. Trust me. Nothing that a big fish doesn't John cure. John his toe on, on a piece of exposed metal in the boat that they didn't know was there until today. Until his toe found it. Is it bad? Did it like peel it back pretty good? Yeah. It's gnarly. He's gonna lose that toenail. It like went, it like went right, you know, in the junction under my toe. Nice. Pierced it in there pretty deep. Come on, fishy fishy. Chad, that line, um, it's hard to see, but there's a, there is a transition from yellow to green. Yeah. And that line, that yellow is the head. And right you there. cannot start your cast okay. further than that. You could shoot as much as you want yeah, after okay. that, but you can't start. So it's kind of like a Skagit. It's, it's more of like I think you have yeah. caca on your fly. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's um out. That line's a single hand spay line. Thank you. Is what it Ugh. is. You're not catching anything on that. I think I need a Jew. Oh you're down, you're down. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, right? That's the thing. If you're not getting a bite, just simply don't look. Down, Start screwing around something away. else. You're gonna miss the fish anyway, though. All right, yeah, so because exactly. you're looking away. I guided uh, Pyramid Lake for for a long time, and it was literally like one of the things that I told my people to do. If fishing started to get slow, just look away, and you're gonna get a grab. You know, literally, it's, it's literally, literally every time. stop looking at the bobber and, and you're going to get a grab. Thanks. You're welcome. Yep. It's the weirdest thing. They know. They send the scalps <laughs> out. Got him. Oh, Johnny got one. Got him. Oh, yeah. Looks, Looks like a good one, dude. That's the fish. That's the fish. What do guides do on their days off? They fish. Sometimes they even fish when they're guiding. Rarely, but... It's funny, no one, everybody they, they hooks up on a fish, they don't breathe. So when you try and talk to them, they're like, they sound like they're taking a dump and trying to talk at the same time. Oh. Hi. You know? Is that just me? I've never heard you take a dump, yeah, and I'm going to avoid that. Nice fish. I've just missed um, one. Do you listen to a lot of people take dumps? Um, no, but uh, I'm just like, I've got a good imagination. Yeah. And I'll occasionally talk on the phone. Off the toilet. Well, he was fast. I might edit that part out. Yeah, you don't tell people that. Good lord. No, She's canceling the next date. <laughs> God. What did you just say? He says he calls people from the toilet. Like nobody else well, You're not supposed to tell people. Yeah, but I everybody do. does. That's the thing. So let's just put it out in the open now. Come on, if you can't be that comfortable around somebody, then you shouldn't be with them. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's been with no, us his clients. Start, that's not going to be shocking to hear from you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad, this line does overhead cast really, really well, too. Yeah. If you Are you, is the same line on this one, then? Yep. Okay. 
It's a single hand spay line. Yeah. And these are, you know. You don't even have to move it that much next time, Chad. Just give it a little. Yeah, exactly. All it does is just potentially catch their attention as they're they're just swimming around here. They're just circling around. Whatever you tell me, because you've caught two (laughs) very very nice fish today. I'm gonna get one right over here. Right there. Okay. That's the good. I always say I'll edit stuff out, and then, you know, I always forget. <laughs> so Whoops. it just goes. Whoops. I could care less. You need to listen to this get, one. There's nothing I'm going to say that couldn't go on there. Well, there's a lot of stuff I shouldn't say that goes on. I mean, it's not going to embarrass me is what I'm saying. It might bother somebody else, but... It's all right. My good friends know how I am, so... It's not your market. Oh, this is good. The ripple in the water. What can we what can we talk about here to embarrass Chad is the question. Oh jeez, that's a whole nother episode. Let's, let's get to it. Uh you know, let's punt for now. Okay. We got a little wind, we got a little chop. This is We're a good, good fishing right? companion. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone should want to fish with you. You're a good fishing companion. It's uh, so talk about chop and why that's important. Uh, uh, here. We are on a part of the system now that's kind of more still water, a lake area, and I mean, I, I'm sure most still water fishermen would say that chop is a good thing. Um, for one, it is giving us a little cover. The fish are not going to be as spooky and calm, clear water. I think they feel a little more comfortable moving around and there we go. feeding. Let's on. Yeah, baby. That's a good fish. Yeah, that head shake. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. Let's see if we can get a little double here. There's your fish, John. Uh-oh. 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 You know, when I what said oh, you know why I said oh? Do you feel it pull out? No, the line got in the um, the microphone cord. Did it break it? No, but I was like, we were trying I, to I, mess I had with to loosen it. it so it wouldn't get snagged, and as soon as it did, pop. They're off. Did you just break off the red? No, no, no. It, we're still whole. It's just okay. the fish didn't come to hand. He didn't okay. catch me yet. He hasn't caught me yet. Um. What were we talking about? Chop? Chop. Chop also. You said cover? Cover. And then chop also puts some good movement on our flies mm-hmm. under an indicator, which you just can't do. You know, there's no other way you can do it. This, the wind produces. Like slowly drag it to you and that's it. Right. Yeah. You know, you can be stripping a fly in, but if you have a zone that you want to be fishing in, an area that you know fish are in, or cruising, or whatever, and you have some wind chop in there, then it's almost basically jigging your flies underneath that yeah. bobber, right? And yeah. there's no way for us as fly fishermen to be able to put that type of movement on a fly other than, you know, moving it in towards you. And if you want to keep it out there in the zone, that wind 
is going to be, you know, moving those flies. Everything that your bobber is doing on the surface, your flies are doing underneath. And the kind of chop we're talking about is not like two foot waves no, it's or inches. six inch waves. It's literally uh, I an mean, inch I, I, or two. Honestly, uh, you know, to a point, uh, the, the more that it's moving and the bigger that it's moving, I kind of like that. Oh, okay. To a point. I mean, I'm I don't want, you know two foot waves out here definitely right. not but i mean six inches sure i assume when um when you were when you were teaching and guiding in in reno you were on pyramid a lot was no no, no most of the stuff that i was teaching in reno was kind of out of the shop or okay. on the Truckee river okay um i started actually guiding pyramid after i started guiding here at the lodge i had moved to Reno, um, and it was just a perfect situation where I could could guide um, here, you know, throughout the trout season, yeah. and then switch over there in the uh, you know winter and early fall. I mean, early spring. Um, the the seasons were just you know exact opposite. Now I've moved back here and concentrating for now on steelhead in the winters and with with respect to springs like iding springs in a still water situation what do you look for um you know these springs are not i just had a little grab right there these springs are not something that is very noticeable they don't like you know come out of the side of the of of rocks or pouring into this stuff um these springs in the clear water what you basically see is it almost looks like a um a crater on the on the bottom of the lake um you know almost like a little volcano crater mm -hmm. and most of the time out at least in this system there's a lot of sediment in on the bottom and that sediment will be kind of cleared off and you'll see almost more sand or rocks and and that's a spring you know, anywhere that that sediment that's filled in is pushed off, that's where a spring is. They're not really easy to identify out here. We've got a neat um, a map of a lot of springs that were mapped by some students at Cornell. And um, I think some people at Davis maybe have done the same thing uh, within each one of these coves. Oh, that's some good intellectual property you probably don't want to share. Um, I mean, you couldn't, right there, if there were three springs along the edge, you couldn't get into this anyway. Oh, Ooh. I looked, I looked over Dude. at your bobber. It was buried. We, we couldn't get into where the spring is along the edge anyway because of um, all the muck on the top of the water. Right. But another neat thing in um, some of the areas are there are old, so... This was obviously a, a large Native American population for the last hundreds of years. When, and, is it um, Wintu in here as well? Wintu, yes. No, well, Wintu, um, we're a little bit farther north. This was, uh, there were 10 bands of the Pitt River okay. tribe throughout the entire Fall River system and Pitt River Valley, or Pitt River Canyon, then down through. Um, and there are 
areas named after certain bands within the Pit River Indians. Okay. I really want to do like a two or three parter on indigenous. That'd be cool. Folks. There was an April Vokey podcast I was telling you guys, but she was talking to um, one of the one of the scholars of like the I think it's First Peoples Nation. Anyway, it's it's a Indian tribe in Canada. And they got into some really, you know, dicey stuff that is very important to have discussions around because it affects conservation like big time. Um, really, really good episode that April did. Hmm. It's like, it's probably like 10, 12 episodes back. I think the first name of the guy is Steven. I'm not positive. I'll put it in the show notes though. Okay. I got a, I got a good story. Must listen if, if you're into that kind of stuff. I just had another job. Um, so when I first applied to get my guide permit out at Pyramid Lake, which is all tribal land, yeah. um, uh, I had to go. They sent me this letter and they said there was a new chairman um, and, and he wanted to meet with the new guides. And so I had to go meet in front of the tribal council and I was the first guide that ever had to do that. And like no one, none of the other guides had had to do it. Even all like the old time guides, Doug Ouellette and stuff that are just like the masters out there. I like went to him and I'm like, dude, what, you know, what is going on? I was like, so nervous, so nervous to meet and put it. Can you have it on? Yeah, yeah. I went into my back cast and there's a fish uh, on. (sighs) um, Meet in front of the tribal council, you know, literally had to like stand up at a podium in front of the whole tribal council. Wow. And... I was so nervous. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been so nervous in my life, you know? And they literally, like, I'm like, God, they're going to, you know, drill me. Why I should have, you know, get a guide license out here. And they literally, like, the only question they asked me was, so if you are sick, um, like, what are you going to do? Who's, are you just going to have some random person come and guide for you? And I was like, no, it's just me. Like, I, I you won't guide. I won't guide, you know? Yeah. But, and they're like, okay. You got your yeah, they <laughs> just want to make sure it's not every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there. Well, yeah, imagine. no. And, and I mean, I like it. I love, you know, I like that they're involved in it and they want to check and see who's guiding on their land. And, um, I mean, I think that's rad, but it was just, it was crazy because I was, you had probably built this up in your mind oh that it was going to be just an inquisition. So much. I was yeah. like, they're just going to drill me. It, it was not bad at all. Usually things that you do for the first time aren't nearly as bad as you building them up to be in your mind. Like sex? Um, no, not in my case, but like in most cases, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had to go there. I, well, I was kind of just sitting there on a well, kind of like, you know, have this inspirational line of this wonderful stuff, conversation. Yeah. You know, okay. All right, John. I was just sitting there. I told Michelle, are you sure John's the right guy? To That's bring right. Him? She's like, yes, he'll be fine. All right. Now we're tied one for one. I'm just missing them all. Did, did you see I was in, coming into a yeah. backcast? So bank? the other thing that, that 
you can do out here if they're not eating and especially if it's not windy is you can swim that fly a little bit and the way i like to do it is just lift up on that rod and slide those flies a little bit and then drop in and instantly strip up that slack what that does is it's going to swim your flies up to the surface and then they're going to drop back down and a lot of the times that you know swim movement we'll and then drop we'll back down you know will trigger them mm -hmm. to eat it Jay Cockrum taught me that one. The maker of the Jadicator. Jay Cockrum taught me a lot of what I know. He's a very fishy dude. Did you guys listen to the episode with him where he talks yeah. about how he makes those those things? I mean, yeah. I've seen it. I, you know, I was. It was yeah. here. You know, where he kind of started to develop them. I've still got some of like the first ones that really? he ever made. He's making some pretty cool float and fly stuff with the, the pencil ones. Jay is like the biggest tinkerer of anybody I've ever yeah, met. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, he gets an idea it. and he just That episode that he just working. gets into the details of it. Yeah. It's really It was rad to cool. see them come along. You know, I mean I'm talking I still have some of the original ones in that bag right there. And, you know, they kind of started out pretty, you know, rudimentary and just were wood and you know nothing inside of them and laborious it took him a long time yeah. just to make one i mean i think when he got his lathe that was kind of a yeah game changer that was a game changer and, uh, and figuring out how to put that little way. tube in yeah. it, um these um these bobbers that he makes are literally the best bobbers they just cast awesome That's any amazing. of us have ever fished and i mean i'm talking literally every single guide in northern california uses them so what does that tell you you know yeah it's it's the truth i mean that that tells you something it's not like we're just fishing them because he's our buddy you know yeah. they literally everyone uses them well we're out of them most of the time because once clients see them they want them <laughs> they, they want to buy them yeah. or whatever. i have guys begging me to mail them to them Well, they're hard to find unless you're kind of in the mm -hmm. circle. I think Joe is selling some direct now. Yeah, they are. You can reach out to him. Fishing.com, and then you can get them in Fish First sometimes in Chico. Um, the fly shop in Reading does not cover them as far or carry them as far as I know. At least I've oh I had a bite there. Yeah, I think yeah, he did. He's on. Good job, Chuck. There he is. There he is. Yeah. Um, was a little twitch. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't carry them there as far no. as I can tell. But I think Jay sells direct too. I, I think, think if you I look him up, his own website. Yeah, it's jadicators.com, right? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Maybe I'll start calling you Twitch instead of the other nickname I gave you earlier. <laughs> Ready? Oh, he's, he was coming. Jeez, he was right there. Okay. Get him! Get him! I'm trying not to cork on him too hard. If he wants to run, he looks like he's. Like a female, she probably could start calling she. They're not all he's. Oh, yeah, she's definitely not ready to come in. Not funny. She's a fat girl, though. She's coming up. Nope, nope under she's butt. under the butt. We like fat girls. I think Chad shared with me, he didn't mind a little bit in the back. Oh yeah, that's a thick one. Yeah. Come on. Oh, double, 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 double. Double, double. All right, I'm gonna 
Man, just when I think she's ready to go, I'm gonna get her get her head up. Go, she she gets she dives. That's all right. We gotta hurry her. John's gonna go. have it tonight before me. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Got her. Oh, oh nice. she's pretty. She liked that little red. You're welcome. Do you want to throw for a bit? No, I'm good. What? John, John's getting tired. A little guy, meaning same size as the one I have. 16 inches. Fifteen. Oh. Man, you got that hook in there. It's weird. You'll, you'll go fifteen minutes and you'll go boom, boom. Yeah, I and mean, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what that is, you know. Well, if they're near each other, I think my personal opinion is they can, picture there's, there's bait in the water, and they get all, you know, they get all excited. So they're, they're kind of triggered and they're in like... Do you want her to go? What's that? Send her back? Yeah, I think so. She needs to... Dad bomb. She's nice. Look, nice fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have shorty. Like I've had, you know, and I'm sure I've heard stories also. Um, it's silvery, that one. Like, is I'll well. be... They both took the same I'll fly. be like... You're on nymphine or oh, yeah. What's on you? style nymphine, check nymphine, type oh. one nymphine, you want to call it. Oh, um, yeah, but I'll have a, like a dropper fly on and I'll catch something on my point fly and I'll have it halfway up and then the fish is fighting and another one comes up and grabs the <gasps> dropper. Oh yeah. That's and the that, best. That's happened a lot actually. When that thing's just all moving And I think it's just because everybody else sees this fish thrashing in the spot and they come up to investigate, they see another fly, and they're like, oh, well, there's bait in the water, and then they grab it. But when they're that far apart, we, like we just hooked, we just doubled up on what? two fish, and they were 60 feet, feet apart. apart. Yeah. yeah, 60 feet apart. And the yeah, I don't, I mean, I get what you're saying. Just chance. I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that, because I don't know how, you know, often trout are talking about bait. How often do you think they talk together at all? I think they talk all the time. They're down there saying what's up. I think I just broke that fish off, by the way. When you set? Mm -hmm. They're chowing out there. I might move the boat a little bit so that we can I was fish thinking, that. like, just bump Just us so down. we can get into that yeah. slot. Yeah, I broke everything off. Okay. Do you want me to pull this anchor up a little? Uh, hang on. Let me get okay. everything kind of under control so that All we right. don't end up in there. I'm going to button this up, though. Yep. Hamish. Oh, I'm down. I got a fish. I'm not. I'm just, we, like, I, casually looking down. Like, don't, maybe you know, we don't. Uh, maybe we don't move. Trying to get the house in order and my barber's going there's a fish. I think maybe we don't move for a minute here. I mean, you're getting fish. Something right just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there's a little fire happening. Nick Cannon told here. me you don't leave fish to find fish. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the number one rule. 101. Yeah. Hey, Nick, where are you? Nick, you're missing out. I think out you were supposed to be here today. Nice oh, fish. That's a nice one. Yeah. You hear that tail slap? I saw it. It's like the spearmint right now. Watch out for that bee right there, Michelle. I'm not. I'm ignoring the bee. Whoa. 
Oh, hi, Fishy Fishy. Hey, John, what's hey, the John. best move when some uh, if somebody's got a fish that's going on in the boat? What are you supposed to do? What do you mean by that? Like right now. Get that rod out away from the boat. Just like what like I'm you doing. Are. Yeah. So that it gets them out from underneath. Another nice fish, Chad. Dude, what's putting up that. solid fish today? Like average size is Careful about 16 inches. When they're thrashing. Really nice fish today. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a, you know. Actually, probably. I think we're more averaging probably 18 to 19 inches today. Yeah, these are nice fish. Oh, you're he's feisty. Hot. He's feisty. He's hot. You want him? Yeah, I'm gonna do a little Unless Chad wants a photo. Can I take a little video? Bye bye. Oh. Cool. Um, yeah, let's All just right. stay hot right here for a minute. Yeah. Okay, there's rule number two. So, Look at where you catch fish, so you're gonna move. By the way, yeah. Mr. Are you, you know, Chad. All Let me get the boogers off. Yes, came down to the uh, the old guide house last night and tied some flies up with me. And Are you fishing the last him? couple flies fish that he caught are on the fly that oh, he yeah, tied, baby. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You show me the uh, you show me a new way to tie this one fly that we like to fish. Yeah. And it's a lot faster, probably fifty percent faster to tie, and looks just as good. And, and it's, uh, uh, has a very good success rate, if today is any indication. Absolutely murdering. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's funny, like, the... Uh, My anyway. The, <laughs> we, we're catch and release, right, mostly. And we always we always slay it out. And we, we're crushing You're it. You're right. You know, everything's so, you know... Terms that violent. seem so fatal and violent. <laughs> we're really kissing them and putting them back. We're just, yeah, we're, we're, having, we're yeah, dancing we're ballet to, with them and then putting to, them back. To make, Love them and leave make them. Make it sound cool, I guess. I don't know. It is cool. We have some bandanas that my sister made. Um, that, you know, Clearwater Lodge, love them and leave them. Fish jumping. I think that was maybe an omen for me. That's a whole other story, oh. but. Yeah, could have been. Yeah. You just didn't leave them fast enough. My eyes are going. Oh, cry me a river. my readers? No, no, it's not that bad yet. I just noticed this year for the first time, just a little change. Mine fell off a cliff at 40. That's mm -hmm. when it happens. Your retinas start Let, getting... I, was, I had great vision for a long time, and then... I am uh, 38, just, so... It just checked out. Ain't getting any younger. Is Scotty using readers yet? Scotty, I think, is just water. like a, a specimen. That guy's just a stud. I don't think Jay is either. No. They're both past that prime. They should be. Studs. Hmm. No two-bit hookers left. I don't even I, want to hear it. Uh, you have to have some in your box. Are you kidding? I don't think I have a box in my... I don't know where my box went. So you brought a pack out. I brought a pack. 
that doesn't. Ah, oh, maybe. It's not. They're eating. I think it's in my hip pack. You're good. lot of things we don't need. There's still plenty more fish out there. We're just jumping around. Yeah, instantly. You see that? Yeah. Give it a little lift. You do that lift, don't be afraid to do it kind of quick. You know, so it actually, like he's not like super abrupt, but give it a good lift, you know, sure. up, 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 More. Like, yeah, it. like lift that rod all the way from there to up, you know, so it swims up. I got you. This little, you know, one little switch or so one little tiny like lift, that. yeah, is just, okay. you know, that flies just doing this. So I'm like pointed at the gear right now, and then the lift he's telling me to do is like from pointing at the fly to probably, there, there he hit is. Him. Um, so probably like a what, 11 o'clock? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, lifting that rod up into kind of your setting position, you know, yeah. where you would set to, yeah. you know, so that you're, basically you're going to be moving that, that bobber, you know, five, six, eight feet, okay. right? And yeah, so yeah, that yeah. those flies are swimming up that distance as well. Okay. But we're going to, you know. We're going to get him some movement. Get him to cut the No one left right there. That's all going on there. Oh, oops. What is that? The lodge camera. Is that Brooks? That was Brooks. And Kayla. You have a CCTV or something in there? Uh, a Nest, like just a camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, I noticed one in all the rooms, too. Is that standard? Yeah. <laughs> just in the bathroom. Just in the bathroom. Yeah, it's the shower stalls, usually. We got a few in the guidehouse. We're going to start a little... Uh... I, I still think that there should be a reality show. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. But that would... It would just be... It's a perfect venue for it. We could maybe do that when we're not going to operate anymore after that. No, that's the thing, though. That's when, that's when it'll, like, go into full, full, like, nuclear mode. You'll have to have, like, 50 people guiding. Yeah. I'd rather keep this stuff a little secret. Gotta have some secrets. Guidehouse is a pretty boring place, to be honest. If you want to see a bunch of guys tying flies at night. We, we had good, great conversations last night. Like, we talked about indigenous science, and I want to do a full episode on that. Um, what else? We talked about all kinds of cool stuff. We've got a really interactive guide staff. They're interested and interesting super engaged yeah and guess what everybody is watching on tv 
deadliest catch. No, it was uh, like an outdoor Discovery Channel or right. something. Yeah. Of course. I think they were, it was deer, right? They were doing deer. Yeah, because they were putting deer scent on and two, oh, of them, yeah. two of the guys were like, you can't even do that in California. That's not hunting. <laughs> it's not baiting. It's one thing I haven't done is hunt big game. I don't know if I want to. Uh, I've done it a little, and, and I mean, it's not like a, and I don't think many people that are really, you know, the majority of hunters out there enjoy, like, killing an animal necessarily, you know, they really respect them and yeah. and and think of them as pretty amazing creatures, but, uh, you know, that meat is... Well, that that's the thing that appeals to me is just, um, just, you know, getting that meat and right. being able to eat that meat, knowing where it came from, all that stuff. Oh, the, yeah. All the, you know, the whole, all the reasons that everybody, you know, like Joe Rogan always talks about why he kills elk and eats elk. All those reasons, and I don't need to go over them all. One, I don't know them all, and two, it's been talked about a lot. Jeez, I'm right there. Great. Oh, was that your back cast? Oh, that was, yeah. Oh, I, no. That's a fish. I hit the back. I hit the front. I got to close my loop. Chad's trying to scare them into eating his <laughs> yeah, into the moment. net. I, do I have a feeling that leader's all bugged up. I don't like how it went in. Probably check that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I need some water. I think I'm gonna button this up and take a little break. Here, I'll fish. You break. Yeah. Cool. Oh, but wait. Let's make sure you aren't leaving me with a messed up rig. You guys know there's a Senko on this boat, right? I do. I let my guys fish it the other day for some bass out here. Oh, uh, there's bass out here? Some bass out here. Are there big bass out here? Some big bass out here. I have not unlocked that code. I haven't really put a lot of effort into it have yet. You, um, have you tried like a float and fly out here for him? No, I mean, that might be worth there's not worth trying. There's not a lot in these areas that we're trout fishing, right? Because it's pretty cold water, but there are a few areas where they concentrate kind of near where we're fishing. Are they big? Yeah. Really? That'd be kind of fun to target them sometime. They're big. Get some of that one. Do you guys have shad in here? No. Lake Shasta does. We don't. I've seen like just schools and schools of little tiny ones. At least I think they were shad. They looked like shad. I couldn't tell you the answer to that. They have little black dots on the sides. Come on, that's almost known. That's set. Nope. There's a fish messing around over here. I'm looking for him. Come on. 
I'm getting kind of tired. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to really you you wanna shut it down? Shut the, yeah. the pod down? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, you've recorded more how, than enough. So, John, let, let's talk about your social media stuff really quick. Um, you're on Instagram, correct? Correct. And it's Faux Weasel? Faux Weasel. F O E S Weasel. All right, so tell me the backstory there. Uh, that was. Bose Fabrication is a um, mountain bike, downhill mountain bike company. That was my first downhill mountain bike that I ever purchased uh, was a Bose Weasel. And okay. I, I had to make an email address. That was my first email address because I purchased this bike off of a website and that was my email. Um, that like my uncle at the time made for me was Foe's Weasel mm-hmm. and uh, it's just stuck. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Do you have um, anything else you're online for? Uh, I have, you know, my Facebook, which is just my name. And then okay. um, I have a website, which is www.johnfachetteflyfishing.com. Fachetti like machete. With an F. <laughs> but how how do you say it if you're Italian? Focchetti. 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 Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for um, you know, being on the show and, and guiding us today. Yeah, of course. It was a blast. Michelle, um, yes. clearwaterlodge.com. Clearwaterlodge.com. And um, Clearwater Lodge on Instagram. Clearwater Lodge on Instagram. You guys are on Facebook, right? We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. What's the um, what's the best way to reach you if you wanted to book? I think a direct email either okay. to Michelle at clearwaterlodge.com or info at cool. clearwaterlodge.com. Okay. It's well, the easiest way to get information on availability and Okay. Well thank you guys, thanks for having me and thanks for having uh, let linear listeners get a get a sense for what it's like fishing out here yeah it was great having um, you what a day thanks right? for getting me on the water it doesn't the, happen often enough dude the, the size of average size fish today was pretty gnarly very good yeah thanks um, for uh, having us yeah if you guys are curious about the fall river um you know reach out to michelle at the uh the contact info she left and if you like this episode please leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Google Play or wherever else you get your your app or your app your podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll, you'll hear us again soon. Special thanks to our sponsors. Without them, this show would not be possible. And thanks for listening. If you have ideas or any questions for the show, send an email to bishan at barbless.co or join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash the podcast and tap on the visit group link. Also be sure to follow us on Instagram at barbless.co or find us on YouTube. Thanks for listening.